Hello, and welcome back. Mark and I are going to start the show with a dried apple pie and a little something to drink with it. And then we're going to be talking about some concerts that Mark and I both recently went to. Not together. We're also talking about night owls versus early birds. Which one are you? And of course, Paranormal Corner. So come on in. And welcome back to Snack Little, Talk Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. It smells great in here. Okay. But then you said dried apple pie. And I'm I like, know. Dried? There's what? A, there's a story here. And yes, it, okay. it's coming apart. So right. I'm taking nothing the plate, I can do about that. Taking the plate over to my... Okay. You have a, uh, a dolce de leche sauce down at the bottom, like a vanilla dolce de leche sauce. Okay. So let me explain. And it does look dry, but I wanted to follow the recipe. This does I'm, not look dry to me. To, oh, okay. The, see, the, the, to me, there should be a little bit more sauce in the apples, but but oh. but there's not, and there's a reason. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you explain. My, I will eat. Please do. My sister and I uh, are starting to compile generational uh, recipe delights from from uh, ages that are our mother and probably their mother family and yeah. So. We want to include memories with some of these recipes whenever possible. Right. And I asked my mom if there was anything in particular on a certain trip that she and her sister took with their brother where they ended up saving his life and just the whole thing. It would be a great story to put in the cookbook. Right. She's like, oh, yeah, he did all the cooking. She said, oh, yes, you know, he made dried apple pie for us. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's actually, so they lit, they had an ap- apple orchards. Okay. And they would dry the apples themselves. And then they made a pie with that. And so I had to look it up. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, and you re- rehydrate, reconstitute your apples. So I got some. Yes, I could dry my own, but this was a split dish decision before we put it in the cookbook. I want to try it myself. Right, right. She doesn't, she was only 12. So she didn't know his recipe, but I looked it up and there are several, including a recipe from a book from 1830, which I used that one. Awesome. You don't add any liquid to this. You drain off the liquid after you rehydrate your dried apples. Okay. And it's very simple as far as the spices you put in there. I would be a liar if I said that I didn't add a little extra of the cinnamon more than they Janitize for. it. But I didn't want to go too far off the reservation. I But I did put a sauce down there because I could tell it wasn't bubbling over the way a pie, an apple pie or most fruit pies would. Right, right. And so I could tell it was going to be a, a drier pie. In in the defense of what was wonderful to them, we're so spoiled now, and there's so much more available. That yeah, we th- things are done differently than they used to be. I cannot wait for my mom to try this because I want to know, is it like what she remembers? Right. So it is literally to me, it is drier than the a p- way a pie would have more. Um, I I suppose sauce. so when when you put it that way, but it tastes great. Oh, I'm so glad. I mean, yeah, I can tell that these are uh, either thinly sliced apples. Very thinly sliced. Or, yep. or they're that way because of the dehydration made them thin and they didn't fully rehydrate to uh, the mm. thicker cut of apples. Those taste You know, great. so I, that's the only difference is that it's not mm. a thicker cut of apple. Otherwise, it it smelled great when you brought, first brought it in here. At first, And then I glanced at it, I thought it was mincemeat pie because it does not have the apple pie color that's true this has a dark very dark that's color true. like it's mincemeat now why the crust is all janky i don't know i've made crusts plenty but why this one is i don't know i'm gonna blame it on why do you say janky it looks fine it tastes fine because i didn't want it to break on the top i want it to be a perfect 
photo finished. Right. And it's not. <laughs> By the way, what you have to drink, I've mm. never seen this before. Have you? You guys? No, she's showing me the package of Atoll or Atole. Yes. I had to look it up before I got it because it looks like it's a chocolate drink. There's right. obviously, it says chocolate. That right. We can see Atole chocolate. Or... Traditional. Right. I looked it up. It's basically supposed to be very high-end chocolate drink. It doesn't smell that chocolatey to me. So I'm like, I mean, it looks chocolatey, but it doesn't smell that chocolatey. So the so it's Spanish. Is the uh, the language on it? Looks like they use the Mexican chocolate. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, they have the the little wheel of Mexican chocolate. So let's. uh, I'm guessing this is Mexican. Cinnamony to me. So I would say it's atole. There's no accent on the e, so it wouldn't be atole. It's atole. Okay, well, there's still little bits of it. All right, let maybe me try what, that. Maybe what thickens it, it or something? It certainly looks like a dark chocolate. It, do, it does not taste like a dark chocolate to me. This is like barely chocolate at all. I'm very disappointed. It's not It's not like disgusting, but... Okay, so, I'm, I'm going to counter that. <laughs> I just got a lump of something that was like a gel. Well, I was just going to say to you, I can. that's what I was saying, is that I can... Feel little bits of it, and I have a. Um, so what is? So it's in a. It's in a. I, uh, a no, package. You know, it's like a it's plastic. Yeah. Plastic, plastic. So I have a. What's in this? I can't even talk. Plastic package. It's not in a foil package. Was it all dry? Yeah, it's a powdered mix. So, so I, I have a frother is. and frothed the heck out of this. Right. And so that there's still like bits. Uh, whatever. Why would there be bits? Because so, it was a powder, right? I. But yeah, so, I don't know. some. It's something in it that made it congeal because I definitely got a clump of, of a gelatin type of a thing. Well, they've done something to it to thicken it. There's well, some kind of these a, ingredients are so small on here. There's some kind of a thickener <laughs> in it. I can't even. So I don't know if it's cornstarch. It may be cornstarch. Cornstarch. Mm. Class four caramel color. Artificial flavor. Wow, those are the first three things in it. There's, so it's the there's nothing starch. natural yet. Iodized salt, silicon dioxide. You know what? This is, but it how, doesn't even look taste how chocolatey. small. Can you no, even I know. read that I, stuff? I, I, I had to try and read the directions. <laughs> oh my gosh! Which was you put it into boiling uh, milk. So. so this has this has ingredients in one two. Oh no, that says directions there. It's in three languages. It looks like English, Spanish, and possibly uh, uh, Portuguese is what I think. So it does taste... Hmm. Doesn't taste chocolatey. Doesn't even taste cinnamony. You know, the clumps are throwing me off. I got more clumps. Now, mind you, you don't like boba because it tastes like snot balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind boba. I like, you know, boba... I mean, I don't crave it, but I like the concept of it and have had boba. But this is not, this is, this, the way these are little clumps, it feels like there's something wrong. So my mouth is going, oh, my, I think my natural reaction is, ooh, that's not right. There's something in there. <laughs> oh, Waxican. Oaxacan. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oaxacan. Um. It's warm and rich. It's a warm and rich Mexican drink, satisfying and yummy. No, it's really not that yummy. It's not, <laughs> it's just not the little like cornstarch balls. This is, it's okay. It just doesn't take, mm. taste like much of anything. Mm. You know, 
I'm just not ready for it. I've tried it a few times. Big gulps, by the way. But the clumps of the random stuff is so random. I'm telling you, it's cornstarch. Yeah, That's how you thicken your gravy. I'm done and... with that. I'm going back to the pie. Sometimes pudding. Mm. Wow. Mm. So, the eating. flavor of the pie right. is spot on, for sure. So, if and when... So you're saying the crust isn't going to look good in the picture? Well, Cause not just the... in the picture, but also just because, you know, I like it to look more presentable when I serve it to people. Oh, okay. Well, it tastes fine. It looks, it tastes fine to me. Probably when I do this again, maybe if so, I want to add this to the cookbook. And so I would probably tell them, and I'll have to do this again, because I want to make sure that it works out right. I might add a little bit of apple cider with it just to give it a little bit more juice just a little bit it's going to require a little bit of playing around because i don't want it to be too wet either <laughs> we don't want that but overall Wait, i'm trying to think why wouldn't you? <laughs> overall this tastes like fall I, it's great it does it smelled like fall when you brought it in this is great i i don't the only thing that's that's v to me visually different and i and i guess in a texture way, is that these are thin slices instead of what we're used to for apple pie is big, mm -hmm. thick slices in general. And the color is a very dark, or it's a, it's a medium brown, if you will, and not the, uh, you know, the yellowish apple, apple color that right. we're used to. But it tastes fine. And you could absolutely dry these apples yourself and save yourself a lot of money i spent more than i needed to I was making say, you this have, pie you have a dehydrator do you not i do but i need to i the, the decision was made because i've really got to get on it for this cookbook right so i needed to make this soon and i thought you know what i want to talk about it on the show so it was like all right it's happening now <laughs> so we we have to have time to get this to the printer and so to know whether or not this was a good one to add um yeah, I like this one. I think this works just fine. Now I know, in my opinion, you know what? P part of it could be just don't drain off as much water. I actually have cider in there now or apple juice. Right. Because I couldn't bring myself to like get rid of it. All it is is just the water rehydrating it. So right, right. stay tuned because there's dinner later and there's probably <laughs> some apple juice that's going to be involved. Oh, that's funny. That's a family dinner, by the mm -hmm, way. Mm -hmm. Just want to explain that to the people. Think, no, we no, we spend every hour of every day together, right, <laughs> in each other's pockets. <laughs> well, okay. that was that was very good. I I think I think uh, you know because I said it was just fine. Then you said it was just fine. Maybe that should be the quote underneath when you put the recipe in the book. <laughs> it's, it's just, just fine. fine. <laughs> per Janet and Mark at the snack, a little talk, a little podcast. <laughs> No, it's actually very good. And if you love apple pie, there's no reason why you wouldn't love this too. Yeah, it was, it was, I liked it. Yep. And just it. hot out of the oven with some ice cream melting all over it would also be just fantastic. Are we going to have um, that for dessert at the family it. dinner that we're having tonight? Well, <laughs> certainly at least mom, I want her to try it to see, you know, how does it compare? Again, she was 12 and she's a bit older now. So just, a, yeah, just a bit. Okay. So, so we have a, we have a concert battle to go on here. <laughs> Okay. Battle. Yeah, that's right. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm springing this on Jana. So Jana went to a concert to do some traveling to go to a concert, and I'm, and it, and it was it was a week ago, 
mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, and I, yeah. I haven't even, we have not talked about it at all, and I'm really curious to find out. But in that time, I too went to a concert that Jana was unaware of. Was and so unaware. I thought we'd talk about our concert experiences to see, uh, yes, I made it a competition. Back. <laughs> Whose was better? <laughs> I think I think yours was, but but uh, so tell what to tell us tell us what happened my sister anel and i decided to go to the donny osmond concert at the harrah's uh resort and theater in this case in las vegas wow and i, I so well i gotta say first now we've he's we've featured some donny osmond or right. osmond music on the show before um even though i'm a mormon <laughs> or latter-day saint uh I, I was certainly very aware of the Osmonds, and I am related to the Osmonds by marriage. My aunt is their aunt, mm-hmm. and, and I knew that. Did I you always get front row I'm, seats because of that? I, no, darn it. <laughs> I always thought I had uh, a little bit of that big, toothy Osmond smile because I got those big teeth, too, but it's by marriage, so I, I, we didn't get it from the same genes. Okay. Mm, um, but That you know of. Uh, people of a certain age certainly will be very aware of the Osmonds and the shows that they had and all of that. And oh, yeah. I've seen enough of him in the past years and from the DJs that we loved to listen to, Mark and Brian. Right. He was a friend of the show and he was on there quite a bit. Right. And uh, and I love them for that because this was a classic rock station. Right. Where, you know, you're not expecting to have Donny Osmond there and at their right. Christmas shows and all of that. Right. And he did a lot of stuff on there. He did a lot of stuff. And, and look, I grew up watching. I, I wasn't Mormon growing up or anything like that, but I knew who the Osmonds were. They had sure. great songs. And then the Donnie and Marie show was the variety show back when we had variety shows. Yep. Yep. And that was that was the show to, to watch. I mean, it was it huge. Was, yeah. Well, so, yeah. My sister was in, and I'm like, all right, say How no more. Cool. I'm going to make this happen. Did you ever have Donny Osmond posters? Never. Wow. I never had a crush on him. Uh, I mean, I had Teen Beat because of Sean Cassidy. <laughs> uh, and so Donny was in there, but there was a little bit of a a, a gap there. Because Donny came before, like his, his major teen idol days were before Sean Cassidy came on the scene. So... Hmm. Anyway, uh, but he was still in the in the team. But I don't know. He just wasn't my thing. But I was certainly very aware because when I would go and spend the night at my friend Kara's house, who has been on the show before, as has my sister now, her sister played the hell out of the Osmond albums. <laughs> Wait, can you use hell in the same sentence describing the Osmonds? I just did it. <laughs> uh and so, it, yeah, so I'm certainly uh, aware of the the Osmond songs and the songs that he did when he would, would, tried to have a solo career, which, I mean, he's done, he's ended up, I say that, that's, see, that's weird. He tried to have a solo career, <laughs> but it was a struggle because being uh, squeaky clean right. and pure as the driven snow isn't necessarily what people want to see. They want you to kind of, you know, get down and dirty because sex sells. Well, you you mean after his teen idol days is yeah. what you're talking about? Because yeah. well, to me, his then, teen idol were... stuff was somewhat solo, wasn't it? Or was it always back? I mean, he was with the Osmonds. Yeah. Then he broke out and yeah. did his own thing. Well, he but mentioned. They, they were probably. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. He mentioned at the show that when he was doing music uh, with the Osmond brothers right. or as the Osmond brothers, most, if not all, and I don't remember if he said it was all, but most of the music that they recorded from those albums was original. They were writing their own music. Right. So if you know, down by the lazy river, that's some of song. you will. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great song. Probably a lot of you won't. 
a lot of that they they the Osmonds wrote that and and probably performed uh, or uh, arranged and played a lot of again if not all of the the music when they recorded them I wouldn't be surprised um but when he went solo he said most of it was covers and um so at, at, so he talked about that at the show and he was saying most of what I did was covers he and Marie most or all of it was covers um then then he kind of started to have tried to have a, like a pop solo career and had some hits from that and then went on Broadway and then he and Marie had they had a residency for 11 years at Vegas I didn't know it was know. 11 year, 11 I'm, years 11 years I'm disappointed that I never went cuz I would uh, like to have too. visited that show cuz same from I'd, you know from childhood television that was that was must-see TV oh, back oh, in the day. Excuse me. I took it for granted that they'd just be there forever. Right, right. That's why I felt like I have to do it now. Yeah. And yes, there's that part of you that hopes that like another Osmond is just going to show up from backstage. But, right, right. Uh, <laughs> and apparently he knows that because there was some joking about that. Oh, that's funny. Um, but I have to say, after having gone to a few concerts, what makes a great show to me, it doesn't matter how on point you are, although it's impressive if you can still do it. He's 65 now. Right. He was there dancing with his backup dancers and never sounded winded, running around the stage. And he worked that stage. Right. But he was also very interactive with the audience, looking people, I would say, right in the eye, coming and leaning down, sometimes slapping people's hands, right. coming around to the side stages so that he's just, because we, we did have great seats. So he was just right there. And so you could get a really good look. How many wrinkles are there really? Does that look like that's his hair? <clears throat> you, got a, you got a really good look. And he looks great. I mean, it looks great. That's he great. Looks, he looks great. Um, so I was speaking with a niece who said, cause I said, you really should try to go if you get a chance. She said, well, but I don't think I'd know much of his music. And I'm like, you'd, first of all, you'd be surprised. Right. Because at some point you've probably heard the song Puppy Love, even though that was a huge hit, like when he was, you know, eight or however old he was. Right. Um, but a lot of what he did was he did Broadway songs that you would know he's done disney tunes you know mulan and uh joseph and the amazing technicolor Dreamcoat. right he did some of the hits that were hits i think in the 90s that he's had other people's music he sang viva las vegas <laughs> uh, the, great. the greatest showman so so absolutely people would know a lot of the music but he's just really good so it's very entertaining right but yeah to top it off he was just really interactive with the audience and so there's a song that I was really hoping that he would perform. I, I became aware of it, you know, so years ago, I went to a, a, a live theater production of Joseph the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Right. I decided to record this when he came on and started to sing it. Right. Because my mom was with us and she loved the show and I wanted her to hear it and I wanted her to hear Donnie and how great he sounds because he sounds great. Right. So keeping in mind, this is a little tinny because it's on a cell phone. I just want to play a little bit of Close Every Door from, from Joseph. Okay. I, I don't know the song. It's beautiful. Because I'm not gay. And and I was not aware of it because I that. love watching ice skating and a bunch <laughs> of ice skaters used to choose this as the song that that's, that's how I became aware of this song because hmm. I hadn't seen Joseph yet. Okay, so, so without this, further so, ado. So she's going to play this off her phone, holding it up next yeah, to the so microphone. It so it's not the best audio, tinny, but, you know. But just a little sampling. Still, yeah, here we go. Oh. 
bar all the windows and shut out the Good so far, eh? Sorry, that was me moving the phone around because I'm a moron. Just a little more. I'm not. I'm not familiar with it at all. But so, I mean, it's beautiful, right? Yeah, you can hear. You can hear that he certainly has a vibrato in his voice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's not struggling. Right. So I was very happy that he that he performed that song because I think it's truly beautiful. And right. I had pulled it up the uh, studio version. Right. But after listening to it, I'm thinking, okay, yes, I was moving the phone around a little bit or something. I don't right. know. Because every now hear, and then you can... You can hear your hand, your fingers on the phone. Something on the microphone, yeah. But other than that, but you can hear him and it's good and it's clear and it's strong and it's beautiful. He never hit a sour note. Never, ever. Okay. Go ahead. No, I'm just okay. going to say All it right, sounded I, like a great Vegas type of show where he did great. a variety of music. He did other people's music, did his own music. And, he did. And uh, I know one of the pictures that you showed was, uh, you know, the staging was great. They yes. had this giant marquee. You would have loved the showgirls. They had, oh. <laughs> you would have loved the showgirls. Dang. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, <laughs> but they had a marquee that said Puppy Love on it. I saw that picture. Some of the time, yeah. It yeah, kept changing. So, yeah. Um, he also did a rap song. And it was very in the in very Will Smith style. Okay. Very Will Smith. And he just talked about his entire career. And he's and then I went to him when I was twelve years old. But but oh really? Yeah. And he went through and just talked about from there to here. And here's where I'm at. And it actually it kind of made you appreciate. We're sitting here watching a show with an icon. Right. He's done right. so much. Oh yeah. I mean, I I remember uh, you know the early days of YouTube watching black and white kinescopes of the Osmonds. Right. I I'm. When they were on like Ed Sullivan or something like that, you know, one of the early, early yeah. shows of TV. And so, yeah. Okay. So finally, and then we'll, I want to hear about yours. Okay. So one of the things that we were, we, we had an insider give us a call and tell us, okay, be ready. Cause this is going to happen. He does okay. this and it makes the show different every time. At one point they will put up on the screen well three screens because they're on the sides and also behind him on right. behind stage or at the back of the stage all the 65 albums that he has been on right um and any song you, anybody in the audience if he chooses you can choose any song on there so already when this guy was telling us that th- this is going to happen i'm thinking okay that, that's pretty impressive because you figure there's probably at least 10 songs per every album right, and there's 65 right. albums May, is there a duplicate here and there maybe so maybe there's the best hits or right. greatest hits or something but anyway 
um, and and they'll play it for you. So he's like, so I just want you to know. He's like, you know, you hear me, Jenna? So it's funny because it's like maybe he thinks that, you know, that I had a big crush on him. And I'm like, oh, finally. But it's still, there is an Osmond song. And the first time I heard it at my friend's house, I fell in love with it. <laughs> and I was possibly going to ask him but I was like I don't know do I really want to do that because I mean there are a lot of people who've probably been waiting all their lives and I don't want to do I want to be that person I I did raise my hand but I didn't end up getting chosen but the lady next to us (laughs) did get chosen oh really which was really great because she's well you should have raised your hand no I did oh you did I I did I had my hand raised like a lot of people you're a taller person you should have that's true. Well, you know what? Next Why time I'll I'll, pick? I'll pick my top up and like you know pull my bra up and shake my boobs. That'll surely do it for my cousin by marriage. <laughs> hey. Um, and I was wearing something sparkly. Even no, actually, I was on your boob. No, <laughs> no. But the lady right next to us, he chose her, and it worked out really well because she's from the UK and he's going to be in the UK touring. Right. And she's like, I've got a cousin. It's going to be. And they're going to your concert, and it's going to be in a month. And here's a note. And could you play this? And this is her name. And play it for her and call her out when you're in Birmingham or wherever. And he's like, I'm 65. I'll try to remember. But he took the note and he put it in his pocket. And I wouldn't be surprised. And I hope that he actually he's going to give that? it to his people so that somebody can keep track of that. Right. Because, you know, that's a month from now. And he's right, 65. Write, write up a cue card for this. But this is the song I was going to ask for. Okay. So I'm just going to play a little bit for right. this. You, I, you know, I'm trying to, I don't even know if we've talked about, we may have talked I'll about this song I'll see if I can guess before. it. I don't know. I love this song. Okay. I was going to guess beforehand, but I This is going so way back. Now, it'd be really interesting to hear how he's going to perform this now. That he's a, I'll say a tenor, but he can also go baritone. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before because this was also recorded probably 15, 20 years later by Linda Ronstadt and she had a hit with it. Oh, really? Bitch. This is Donnie's song. (laughs) (laughs) So if I had been chosen, I would have asked him to play this. Wow. Yeah, not familiar with that at all. I thought thought when you were saying that, I thought you were going to say an an Osmond Brothers song and all I can think of is uh, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. Another great one. Because that's just a, a... a great song all around, I think. Well, going that far back, um, by the way, there was nothing that stumped them, There, but there were a few that were asked that were pretty, well, I don't know. So how many I of don't... those songs did they do, the call-outs Ooh, from the crowd? Goodness. I didn't count. I would say at least seven. Wow. That's fantastic. And I would told, love that I don't to even happen. know if he was kidding or if they're just uh, practicing, rehearsing that much right. because the band was able to pick up and do it and... And I'm telling you, no, the people weren't pre-selected. They were not. Interesting. That, um, that would be tough. There was also a fan have a catalog of that many who songs. was a little bit, a little bit scary. She was like, "It's my 50th birthday," and he's like, "Oh, okay. What song do you want me to play?" And she gets out of her seat and runs up upstage. Oh my gosh! And the guy who looked like Hector Elizondo. By the way, who was one of the uh, Michael was his name. Michael had like the whole, you know, the little uh, Secret Service looking right. get up on his ear and all that. Right. 
he starts walking past us because he's ready to drag her off the stage. <laughs> and Donnie's like, no, okay, it's all right. Does anybody have some um, Vicodin or Valium or something? And he's like, no, 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 I can't. But she's like, keeps putting her hand on his chest. And she's like, I was going to marry you when I was younger. Can you do that? I want you to sing happy. So, yeah, she was a little intense. And you could tell that he was somewhere between I'm a nice guy and I'm going to deal with this. And he's like, no, it's okay. Hey, help me. You know, so it was, he was kind of going back and forth. But she kind of chilled out, but he did sing, had the band do their happy birthday song, and then he sang a little bit of what it was that she wanted, and thankfully, Michael helped her off the stage. All right. Uh, cynical me says yep. that was all staged. Nope. No way. No way. Because something like that at a show is going to appeal to everyone in the audience that wanted to marry Donnie, and no they way. all want to be her, and that seems to me to be... Nope. Re- are you sure? No way. It's a Vegas show. And he's you know, done Vegas before. He knows he, what kind of show to put on. I agree. That to me sounds like no. so perfect. No, because no, I'm watching for that stuff. I am. But no, no, no. All this right. was, but you know how I didn't see how it, so I'm still going to be cynical. I know <laughs> is that they haven't posted that. That has not been shared or posted anywhere. Well, yeah. You would think that that would be because people would be like, oh, she got to come up on stage and she was touching his chest that's, and he's singing right That's what right tells me face. right there that it's a plant. No, no. Nope. Because it was not a plan. No, her friends next to her. other stuff. No, but her, her friend next no. to her would have posted it somewhere. No, but but he has not shared it, and he has shared other stuff where he's gone down into the audience and like danced with. There's one lady. I don't know. If she. I don't trust you, Donnie Osmond. I don't know Osmond. if she requested the song. Like <laughs> that sounds some of these like too were. great of an event. But he um, like sang to her and danced with her, and that one he shared. Well, I tell you, if I was planning a show with Donnie Osmond, I would plan that to happen. Okay. I would plan for an actress to do the same thing you just described because yeah. I know how that would appeal no. to so many people in the I, crowd. I hear you, but no. No, 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 no. <laughs> nope. This was like authentically creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like fantastic. I we mean, had a good you, time. I mean, that was uh, – there, there was part of me it was so funny uh, to, our, to our listeners. When Jana and, and her sister first said something about it, I was like – I thought – they didn't invite me but i'm thinking i probably wouldn't pay for but as it got closer to it after you had your tickets and stuff i would think it i would have loved that well we're talking about going back so you better put your money where your mouth is by the way he had a bunch a bunch like four or five different um outfits these worn one of them is the one by the way there was also a tribute to andy williams which was really really touching and beautiful and but some of his outfits are out in front at the theater Uh uh-huh and yeah He's he's a little guy. <laughs> he's in great shape. He looks great. He looked great in his jeans. Dang, Donnie, I had no idea. But yeah, he's a little guy. He had his uh, peacock costume from the Mass Singer. He was a, he uh, was second. Yeah, I don't watch place. That stuff. No, but I know that some of our listeners do, and it was right. a be- it's a beautiful costume in person too. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, wow, he's just a little guy. Just a little cute, little tiny, cute little guy with a nice behind and a beautiful voice. Okay, go well, ahead. so I went to a concert here locally at our local Fox Theater. I got oh. invited by uh, our friend who's been on the show before, Kevin. Uh, at a, a, a thanks for inviting me, Kevin. <laughs> an extra ticket, an extra sure. ticket came down the pike, and he said, "Hey, you want to go?" Yeah, and so I did. And this is the group that we went to see. So let me see if you can guess the group. Okay, Okay. Mm -hmm. this is, uh, here we go, a little bit of music here. I know what this is. Yes? Yep. Okay. 
Dang, that was great. At Fox Theater. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes, it was yes at Fox Theater. Wow. And uh, now I know of yes. I know a few of their songs. Uh, I know that they are the classic kings of progressive rock, right? The progressive mm-hmm. rock movement. It's them and then a little bit later maybe uh, Rush is progressive rock. Okay. But but I see these guys as the pioneers of progressive rock. That, that guitar playing sounds very like medieval folk. That is or Steve Howe. Good stuff. He was there. Oh, right on. That is was that about it. it. Okay. <laughs> so it wasn't really yes, according to some well, people. So here's I the know, thing. So Mark let me get Root. out of that song. Okay. So here's the thing. Now I never owned an, a Yes album. I certainly listened to them on the radio a mm-hmm. lot, and I liked mm-hmm. their stuff. And and you know they had music videos and things like that. But I got to tell you. This comes down to when is it the band? When who right. did I see? Uh, I, you know, I probably should we probably should have had a Kevin on the show because he was a big fan probably of theirs so. and stuff. But but it was uh, so Steve Howe's seventy six years old, mm-hmm. so he's an old guy. And well, I mean, not he's, really he's, that old. <laughs> <laughs> he's a guitar player, and he wasn't even there in the original version of Yes. Oh. He came on. He was came on. Let me see. So. So I looked it up, and I and I love how Wikipedia has this. So I looked it up on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia uh, has these charts, and I'm sure you're, you've all seen them. They're a chart that shows the official members of a band, and it's a timeline mm-hmm, of when they were mm-hmm. in the band and out. And I don't know, I don't want to turn my computer too much over your direction. I don't know if you can lean over, Jana, and, and see this. This is the official members list. This is wow. This is the times different people. We're in it. And I encourage everyone, go to Wikipedia to check this out, to see all the different... This is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. They have had people in and out of the band. Did anybody stay the whole time? Or do you no know? one stayed the whole time because there was actually... There's a gap in this whole thing. It so looks like in 1981, yes, 82. Uh, but, and this is only a partial graph. This only goes up to 2014. If I scroll all the way to the right, it goes all the way to 2024. Which is strange because we're not in 2024 yet. Uh, but uh, Steve Howe is the longest original member. Oh, by the way, so this is this is the original member list. Mm-hmm. Let me scroll down. This is the touring members. Oh. So, they <laughs> so you never know what you're going to get. You never know. And so he's one of the originals. But I will give credit to him. To give credit to Steve Howe. He was, he was great on the guitar and he played that song and it was just great to see a song like that that uh and for Jana here here's a picture of Steve Howe you guys can all look him up there oh, uh okay he's an old thin thin old guy thin looks like yes. a hippie yeah. you know as yeah. you would expect uh but uh the other the other members that I think are notable that I'll talk about that have been in the band at least one of them uh, is uh, a long time is uh Jeff Downs Jeff Downs is a keyboard player Okay. And he sat up there in his keyboard array and everything and played some of the classic stuff. And, you know, like I say, I'm a fan of Yes. I don't hate them at all, but I'm not a deep cut fan at all. I mean, they were owned an album, mm-hmm. but I love their album art. They always had fantastic, you know, they were part of that late 60s and all through the 70s, fantastic art right, on right, their album. Yeah. And uh, their stuff, it seemed to me more like... Uh, uh, progressive rock jazz because their songs went on forever and i mean that in a good way mm-hmm. and even sometimes when the songs like i Moody thought blues i thought it would end everyone 
or not everyone, but a lot of people start clapping, you know, mm-hmm. and then also, and the song continues. So I wasn't the only one that wasn't aware mm-hmm. of when their songs ended. And then the other, the other member that I will mention only because, you know, like I said, I, this is no uh, slap to any of the other people that are playing in the band or anything. Cause like I said, uh, this band has had, you know, 15 plus members in and out of the band so much, but their current lead singer is a guy named John Davidson, and he looked like he was probably in his mid to late thirties, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was great. It sounded like yes. Oh, good. So okay. was it yes in my book? No. Yeah, I know <laughs> because it wasn't Steve Perry fronting. Uh, uh, I was going to say Foreigner fronting Journey. Right. So it wasn't Journey, and I got to use the same rule for this. This was part of yes, part of other bands. Uh, it's just these people have gone in and out of various bands, but Steve Howe and and uh, uh, Steve Howe and Jeff Downs, who's a keyboardist, mm-hmm. they were half of Asia. Remember Asia? Yes. They were half of that band, so I've seen half of Asia. Okay. So they were both in that band. So I did not know that. Yeah. So that that song that I started out with was Roundabout. So they played Roundabout. And here's their here's the other song that I'm very familiar with, or a, another song of theirs I'm very familiar with that they played. And this is also, in fact, by the way, the roundabout song is about eight and a half minutes, and this song is about a seven minute song. And they did this song, and whoever they have as their other players and vocalists, it was great. I mean, it sounded oh, it sounded like so we're on it. The yes that you know yes that I've heard on the radio. Yeah. Or how about yeah? And it, they're not yes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all right. <laughs> glowing, glowing. Oh, it's critique. terrible. But the thing is, is one of their most popular and possibly their most popular song, they didn't play because apparently these members are not in the band. I haven't heard this in so long. I'm so glad you brought this up. I needed to add to my playlist. Yeah, this is from the 80s, right? MTV, yeah, this is a big deal. Definitely. Do you remember the name of it yet? I know it is Owner of a Lonely okay, Heart. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's Owner of a Lonely Heart. They did not play that. And I was thinking, what? But probably because the people who wrote that and stuff aren't part of the people that are mm. in the band right wow, now. Wow, what a difference. Listen to all the uh, synthesizer right. type music. Definitely changes whole different uh, singer song. and stuff and it's like well but i gotta say while we're listening to the song that they did not play mm-hmm. one of the coolest things now their stuff this was uh one old guy and some other older guys and then some middle-aged guys in the band uh-huh. uh standard light show from a fox theater thing they didn't have any extra projections and stuff like that any it wasn't a Las Vegas permanent show or temporary show that was there for weeks or anything. So, yeah. uh, and they didn't have a big giant. In fact, they didn't have any video screens. Oh, okay. There was no so video screen, so it was down. not was just, not right. Just the music. The music was great. Um, there was sometimes when oh. Steve Howe. Oh. oh, this is the music video. Okay. So this must skip to something <laughs> else. I'll try to skip over this and see if I can get. Well, that's why the music video is so long. They go into some kind of a. Druggy I don't know thing. what. Uh, <laughs> in fact, you know what? I'll turn this down just a little bit here. But anyway, uh, that way you can all hear me singing with it, was, it better. <laughs> it was it was downplayed. You know the the pro- production of uh-huh. it. Uh, great musicianship. I I know the group that I went with certainly enjoyed it as well. Uh, Steve Howe though is British or Scottish. I'm not sure because 
he tried to talk into the microphone and it was like and it was like hmm. we were all like what did he say so that oh. was weird oh. but one of the cool things in the lobby uh before the concert they had an art display that you can go in it had all uh had album art and art similar to the album by the same artist that did all their albums and uh -huh. actually created the yes logo the iconic yes logo yes well i mean uh-huh their <laughs> their opening act was mm -hmm. that artist and i think oh, it's named interesting brian dean is that right Darn it, I should have looked that up. I thought I would remember it, but now I can't. I think it's Brian Dean. He comes out, the opening act, he comes out, and he basically he does a slideshow. Talks about how he, uh, you know, a little bit about his background in in uh, 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 building design, furniture design, mm -hmm. you know, just design school stuff, and mm -hmm. how he got hooked up with the band to start doing their logos. He also did the logo for Asia. Mm -hmm. the, not only their logo, but that first album cover that had the ocean with the right. uh, dragon coming out yep, of it yep. and all that stuff and he talked about that and i gotta say that was a dang good opening act i wonder if he did some of kansas album covers oh, yeah that would be interesting to ask hmm. i didn't see any reference to it in the art gallery because we oh, went to okay. the art gallery afterwards the art was all prints that they were selling you know uh one out of 500 and they was way too expensive even the little you know, five by seven ones. I was like, oh, I no. can't even, I'm not going to pay $150 for that. I, I just can't, right. can't bring myself to, but anyways, so that was it. That was, that was what we went to, went and got to see, uh, got to see well, yes. Perform well, some of yes, half of Asia, uh, uh, -huh. uh what part of Uriah heap and <laughs> I mean, various groups that these guys have been part right. of, but you know what? They didn't play other people's songs other songs from those groups oh, hmm. so that was a little disappointing That's too bad, yeah but they did play stuff and it was entertaining it was a lot of fun and it was with a great group of people but uh and having great company helps for sure it's not the same though I, you win on this one with donny osmond it was donny osmond it was pretty cool let me ask you something though <laughs> yeah so i don't even remember it's been we're going on into our fifth year very soon so yay you and i went to a concert uh, several years ago, and it was the Mark Christmas concert. We've talked before about Mark and Brian. Many right. of you that are from around here will know who they are. Well, and that nationwide because their show went syndicated. They were morning that's, morning DJs. That's true. So there may be some morning of you DJs. that listen to them from somewhere else too. Right. But so we went to after they broke up or, or ended the show. Um, Mark did a Christmas concert, right. and Mark, Mark went with me. And they put together an all-star band. Right. So are you okay with it when they're not claiming to be this, this, or yes. that, but instead it's just an all-star band. band when you have greats and classic people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because we saw uh, Robbie Krieger, wasn't it? Yeah. Of The Doors. I, you know, obviously you're not going to see The Doors anymore because Jim Morrison, right. after Jim Morrison passed, but it was great to see Robbie Krieger. Describe now. what he looked like when he came out. You know what? He kind of looked like what he Steve sure Howe did. looked like. You know the the thin, thin old man hippie fragile, guy. Yeah, looked like he was wearing his pajamas. He's yep. coming out, and I'm like, oh, I think this is gonna be bad. It, and it rocked. It was amazing. That was the same with Steve Howe. The only thing that really bothered me about Steve Howe, yeah, he did jump up and down a couple of times while he was rocking out. Oh. And I'm thinking, holy crap, oh, no. that guy's gonna break a hip. <laughs> and I got to tell you, the whole time his little stage area, mm -hmm. he kept having to step over his guitar cord. Oh. 
And Bad I was like, planning. there's a guy on the other side of the stage that has a wireless electric guitar. Why does the 76-year-old... Maybe he won't. ...who moves around a lot... this I equipment know. or nothing. It was, but I was so worried. I, I, I kid you not. Folks, about 15% of my brain was going, that guy's going to trip. That guy's going to trip. <laughs> I'm going to be able to watch something that's going to be in the newspaper and everybody's going <laughs> to light the say, candles for him. I was when there he, when yeah. Steve Howe croaked. <laughs> yeah. So, so before we moved on, move on, right. I will say, so far, as far as just this other concert that we went to, right. it, in case I have not mentioned it, you guys, there were much, well, at least 15 to 20 years younger musicians in this all-star band that were right. performing with Krieger. And you got to think that these guys were peeing themselves. So oh, you yeah. had what Michael Anthony, Michael Anthony from playing bass for Van from, uh, from Van, Van Halen, right? Um, the lead singer was a guy from a Steel Panther, and I'm only aware of them because I used to work for a little while on a radio show, and they were going to be performing locally. And I looked it up. They are actually really great musicians, but their music is so slutty, smutty, disgusting. It's, it was great. it's a parody Very adult. on everything you think about rock and roll right. bands it's with sex, par- drugs, and it, rock and roll. Steel Panther is a parody of, of sex, drugs, rock and roll hair bands. Totally. Of the late 70s, early 80s. Yes. Yeah. But they're really good. But anyway, he was the lead singer, and I don't remember who else was on there, but for sure there were I don't either. a couple of more. And I've got to think that they were like, damn, I'm here on stage playing yeah. with, again, another well, just imagine these guys icon. playing in Yes. They're they're now part considered part of Yes to a certain right. part a of people. Right, 30-year-old singer, yeah. And they're, and they're playing, you know, they're singing the songs to crowds that are eating it up and Absolutely. everything. So that's, yeah. Well, Great I think stuff. we both fared pretty well. Yeah, but your, yours was certainly better. You got to see Donny Osmond. Well, we're talking about stuff, going back the... next year, so you guys stay stay tuned. Let's see if he actually like does it. See, oh, don't, don't be all squinching your face. Well, because I... start saving now. <laughs> Get out your piggy bank. All your change. Just keep throwing it in there. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe for our show for us to go <laughs> for, for you to go to the Donny Osmond show. <laughs> Oh, heck. All right. So what do you have for us next? You were talking about... Oh, Mark. Well, I think that this is appropriate since we're talking about, like, you know, rockers. Because, I mean, don't they kind of have a reputation for, you know, being night owls? Up all night. Sleep all All day. day. Yes. Well, let's talk about the three differences between being a morning person and an evening person. Do you... I I think I know what you are. Yes, is that key, they're key differences. Okay, so this it's is from article. Psychology Today. Okay, Psychology Today. It gets from being a morning person. I, yeah, what are you? I would. I well, I'm an. I'm an. I stay up late. Well, see, I'm thinking that you're a night but, person. But I'm able to because of my job. If I had an early morning job, at money is my motivator as far as I how feel my the lifestyle same way. is. I, I mean, I, I would. If I had a job where I was required to get up early, I would adjust my life accordingly. I feel like I'm a morning person. I I. I'm not able to sleep in even when I can on weekends. I don't. And so I don't know. And I don't know if that'll ever change when I retire one day. I don't know. Hmm. But I only know myself to be a morning person. And because it gets warm where we live, I like mornings better because, you know, especially in the summer, it's not as miserable as it will be later in the day. Right. Uh, But uh, here's what psychology today has to say about it. It says, while the night is still young for night owls, early birds are dreaming away in their sleep. But the differences (laughs) between them may extend well beyond the time they go to bed. Larks, which are are morning people, are typically seen as conscientious, trustworthy, and emotionally stable. By contrast, 
owls are thought of as creative, emotionally unstable, and likelier to have troubled relationships with family and friends. Yikes. I'm dinging that because it's so wrong. See, but I'm very creative. Right. So there are exceptions. (laughs) They are saying, though, is there any truth to these commonly held notions? Okay. Research demonstrates that there are some actual and far-reaching divergences between early birds and night owls. And here are three intriguing ways that larks and owls differ. All right. The first one, your personality. Who has a darker personality? Apparently owls. Researchers conducted an online study with a sample of 263 university students who completed measures assessing their dark triad. Personality traits uh, like narcissism, psychopathy, psychopathy, and Machiavellianism. And chronotype, and it says in parentheses, the extent to which one is oriented towards the morning or the evening. The investigators found that significantly more men had dark triad traits (laughs) and that dark triad traits were correlated with an evening disposition. Interpreting the results from an evolutionary perspective, the investigators speculate that dark triad individuals exploit the dim light, limited monitoring, and the diminished alertness of morning types. That sounds so creepy. I know. This is making it sound really bad. It sure does. I don't like this. (laughs) So you know what? When you're dating people, just keep all this in mind. When you're getting to know someone. (laughs) Don't say that. I'm out there on the scene. I'm telling you, Mark. Pay attention. (laughs) Number two, creativity. Who's more creative? Owls again. Consider a study that had larks and owls complete a measure of visual creativity. The factors that theoretically underlie this test are flexibility. uh, In other words, the ability to move from one line of thinking to another. Fluidity, the ability to generate many ideas that can assist in problem solving. Originality, finding rare and unusual answers. I'm all of that. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's... Okay. Well, you know, some people are just multifaceted. What can you say? (laughs) And I'm just three dimensions. Uh, What's the third? (laughs) Oh, and elaboration, the ability to extend a concept. The sample consisted of 52 men and 68 women between the ages of 19 and 76. Okay, good broad numbers there. I mean, not that many people in this study. And we're we're right in the middle at 26. Yes, right in the middle. The researchers found that evening types had higher scores on flexibility, fluidity, and originality. Hmm. Punctuality. I think we know where this is going. Okay. Who's more likely to show up on time? Larks. Yes. Researchers observed the arrivals of university students for their first class of the day at 8.15 a.m. Participants also filled out questionnaires that assessed the traits of morningness, punctuality, morningness. <laughs> No, I love that. Punctuality in a short version of the Big Five personality test. The sample was made up of 267 individuals with an average age of almost 23. <laughs> they were practically 23. This is really weird. <laughs> the results were, were telling. Months. <laughs> morning types or, and I'm conscientious. Sorry, 199 months. Morning types and conscientious students, according to the personality assessment, scored higher on the self-report questionnaire of punctuality. Moreover, when it came to actual arrival time, only the morning scores tended to be associated with the time the students showed up for class. 
Hmm. Okay, what are your thoughts on this so far? Do you... Well, look, they did their studies, and this is broad brush stuff. I disagree with some of it because I'm, you know, certainly I'm creative and all that stuff, but I'm very punctual. I try to make it my point to be punctual. In fact, I just did a job the other day, and I showed up, and they said, wow, you showed right up at 1130. (laughs) Right. And I wanted to say to them, you know, they're my clients, so I didn't want to say... I didn't say it, but I wanted to say, don't you know who I am? <laughs> if I have an 1130 appointment, I'll show up at 11 o'clock and I'll sit in mm-hmm. my car for 29 minutes and I walk know. up and knock on the door. I know. At 1130. <laughs> I mean, I don't look out the window watching, but I mean, I've, you know, you've come to the house for yeah. things and stuff. I've before, got a little lax sometimes I've, coming I'm here. Used to it. Yeah. For, for family dinners. But yeah. Okay. That, that's only because other people show up later. So I'm like, why do I keep showing up early when everyone else shows up later? That's right. <laughs> So we'll we'll just sort of summarize here. Early birds tend to go to bed early, wake up early, feel their best as the day begins, have less energy late in the afternoon and evening, and have a hard time staying awake past a certain hour. But I mean, if you wake up early, that just makes yeah, sense. That, to me, that's not a, to me, this is not, I, I disagree with this thing that it's a personality trait. Because like I said, when I, back when I was a kid, a teenager, and uh, just out of school, I worked at McDonald's. I worked the morning shift, the breakfast shift for a while, and I just changed my whole lifestyle that instead of staying up half the night watching TV or goofing off with my friends, it's like, no, I got to, you know, I got to be alert in the morning. I'm mm-hmm. opening. I was the I was the manager. I was the opening manager for the store. I had to get up and I so I took on my responsibility and did that. And and it was it was just part of maybe it's easier. So so it didn't say anything about all of the qualifications of the people in the study, but maybe to get a true idea of who is a morning person and who is a night person, it would have to be people who don't have to get up for early for a job or for school. Right. Who don't play late at the night for your rock concert or whatever. Right. So maybe it would have to be people who don't have these obligations that are all based on time, 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 so that you could really know, well, what time do they get up anyway? Yeah, that's why I say, I think it's too much of a broad brush. For instance, I have a... Uh, friend of mine very close friend he's like a brother to me he he owns nightclubs up in portland oregon area all all around the area and when i go up to visit him that's a whole different shift for me I mean, we stay up all night we come home about five six in the morning sleep until noon get up and he starts his business part you know that he can get done before five o'clock if he has to do stuff with uh, the city and county and stuff like that, you know, the, the regular standard business stuff. But then part of the evening is going around to these nightclubs and checking, making sure everything's okay, things are stocked. I mean, you know, I've, I've done the rounds with him. And yes, there's part of it that is fun and entertaining, mm-hmm. but there's part of it that, you know, it's a job. And I've done that with him for a few days. It only took me a few days to adjust to that. Yeah. It, although to adjust out of it to get back into a mm-hmm. regular sleep pattern was difficult. But, uh, and, and he's a very organized person. Uh, he's also a very creative person, but he's, he's very uh, organized and punctual and stuff like that. And he does this whole, yeah, it's out of the norm of that. And, and I think that if he had a different job, because we've known each other since we were teenagers, again, working at McDonald's, if he had a different job, then he would uh, just adjust his sleep schedule because of it. So that's what I, 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 I don't know. I don't know either. I, Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it's not so, hmm, maybe it has more to do with the type, maybe you would tell more about what kind of person or personality trait someone has based on 
the jobs and the choices that they make that have them right with those types. So that, if, if it's a rocker, it. typically they might have a reputation as being kind of, um, you know, well, I flying you, by the seat of their pants. So and, back in, back in the nineties, I managed stand up comedians, and but a lot of the stand up comedians because they were every this was the everyone was struggling. You know, they were trying to find their fame. So I didn't mm-hmm. ever manage any that were famous at that time. A couple of them that I worked with became, you know, somewhat notable. Uh, but they all, everyone had regular jobs. You know, I mean, they had, they had regular jobs and then they'd stay up late at night to go to these comedy clubs and stuff like that. And they were very creative, but they had regular nine to five jobs, most right. of them. I remember, remember one of them, <laughs> I won't say his name, but it, it's not just I, – I should actually, but it, it was – he had a very funny bit that uh, – you know, he's a stand-up comic and, of course, he had – this was in the middle of his act. He said something like – you know, in the news there was something about a bridge that fell and he was a structural engineer. And people would come over to his desk or to his office and say, man, what did you think of that? You know, just that bridge collapse. What did you think? Of it? And he goes, what are you talking about? I was watching Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Because his whole thing was, when I'm not at work, I'm goofing off. I'm watching cartoons and stuff. I'm not watching the news. Well, but- so, okay. All right. Then it seems like, you know, the red flag has to be um, placed on squarely on the head of the night people. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe that's the thing is, is if there's somebody that you're considering having in your life that's a night person, maybe you need to figure out why. Is it because, you know, well, that's my job. You know, I work right. the graveyard shift or, right. or whatever. And so, yeah, I'm just used to it. These are the hours that I keep. I'm a nurse. I'm a doctor. I'm a rock star. Oh, I got to tell you, you know, being a freelancer, I'm able to stay up late and stuff and and sometimes take a nap in the middle of the afternoon to compensate for how late I stay up. But if I was offered a lot more money than my regular jobs that I have now to uh, be to work at 530 in the morning, I'd do it in a heartbeat if it was the right amount of money. I'd have no problem changing my jobs to, uh, to that for money. I can see, I know firsthand, although it was not the only problem with what went wrong and why I'm divorced. However, um, the first several years, most of our marriage, we had completely different hours. And it was really hard to figure out when you could spend time together. Because when I got home and needed to get to sleep because I'm getting up early he was still like, you know, oh, let's watch this. Let's do that. And it's like, okay, but we, I do have to get some sleep. Right. And then he worked a graveyard shift. So it, it, that is something to consider yeah. with your, oh, your person. Oh, definitely. So I, I did that with my, my first marriage. First marriage. <laughs> Ladies. Uh, we had, we had uh, you know, our two small kids, two infants. Uh-huh. And I would come home from work and it was my turn to take over so that she could go work a night shift. Or a late shift, I should say. You know, uh, that's how we operated, yeah. and we hardly ever saw each other except for the handoff of the kids in the afternoon. Oh, and and then <laughs> you said that kind of slowly. I'm like, what's? <laughs> where's this going with the hand? Uh, the what? <laughs> oh my god! Well, well, I was going there, but you know, and then when she would get home really late from yeah, her job, right? You know, she was tired, and I was already sleeping. Yeah. And, you know, I got up first thing in the morning, made, did my own breakfast and all that and got, you know, and then the kids had to be. Yeah. So I understand. I've, I've done that it's as well. It's difficult to stay connected for yeah. sure. Yeah. Got to sync up a little better. So, y'all, which one are you? <laughs> You're going to have to let us know what you think about that. Yeah. Now. Are you I, a lark or an owl? And is it because you have to be? 
And would right. it be different if you had a different job? If you had a choice, a different yeah. Lifestyle? You had the choice, yeah. All right. Now, Mark, we're talking about the common types of ghosts. Okay. It's not just one kind of ghost, you know. Right. That I understand. Okay. Most common types of ghosts and spirits. So first of all, have you ever seen one? I mean, I think sometimes you wouldn't even know if you'd seen one. I really believe that. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I've seen, obviously, you know, we've discussed things we can't explain and stuff like that. Have I seen a ghost? I've seen things that I can't explain. I, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen a okay. ghost. And like you, I know you have a, you, part of your theory is that you, that they could be walking amongst us. We don't even I, know. I believe so, yes. Right, right. Because I've seen some weird things that don't make sense. And it just makes me think that sometimes uh, there are other things that probably make perfect sense, except that they're not living. Right, right. Many of us have weird sensations about seeing shadows or shapes out of the corner of our eye. Have that a lot here. Only for them to disappear when we turn to look. And while you may be one of those people who's not afraid of such a paranormal experience, and I don't think it's always paranormal, but if you have that kind of thing a lot, I can tell you from experiencing it here and nowhere else I've ever lived, mm, you might have a ghost. Now, uh, what, what is this from that you're reading from? I just want to... Ghostsandgravestones.com. Okay. Thanks, Mark, for asking. And while you may... I was waiting for you to ask. <laughs> And while you may be one of those people who's not afraid of such paranormal experience, did you ever stop and wonder just what kind of ghostly apparition you've encountered? Maybe, like most folks, you didn't even consider that there could be different kinds of ghosts out there. But the fact is, experts in the field have put together a list and definitions of the types of supernatural phenomena da, 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 <laughs> that exist. And it make, do you know, I don't even know what that's from. I've never seen it. I don't know. I just have heard it a lot. So now I just It's from can't. the Muppets. It's oh, called okay. Menomina. I was thinking maybe. Um, it was an old, it was, in fact, I think it appeared Simpsons. on a variety show before the Muppets were on Sesame Street. Okay. Menomina. Menomina. Okay. Well, I, didn't, I didn't watch that or The Simpsons, so either way I wouldn't have. Because, yeah, I was like, oh, it must be Simpsons. Uh, so this is going to come in handy because you need to know this okay, kind of what thing. Okay, what kind of ghosts there are out well, there? Well, first, there's the interactive personality. The most common of all ghosts spotted is usually a deceased person. Right. <laughs> oh, they're deceased usually. Right. Usually. No living ghosts. Uh, Sorry. Something got something dropped on my phone, a message of some sort. And it's like, you're covering my thing here. All right. It's a deceased person, <laughs> someone you know, a family member, or perhaps even a historical figure. These ghosts can be friendly or not, but often show themselves to others in a variety of ways. They can become visible. They can speak. They can make noises. They might touch you or even emit an odor mm. like perfume or cigar smoke right. to let you know that they are there. Experts say that this type of ghost retains its former personality of when they were alive and they can feel emotions. And often they're visiting you to comfort you or let you know something important. So if you happen to see a lost loved one, chances are they're there because they feel that you want or need to see them or they may have a message for you. I have not seen that, but I have smelled that. And I've Very talked about it on the show, but before when, yeah. when I had uh, the... Uh, incense smell oh, right, in my house right. mm -hmm. and my son used to like to burn incense and this was a time when I did not burn incense in my house or anything yeah and that smell did come across Fantastic. Come across. just letting you know didn't see anything hey, there was nothing dad. nothing visually mm -hmm. but uh, certainly uh, unexplained cool. incense smell 
it might be uh, a visitation or a sighting in the form of ectoplasm. Yeah, that's a thing. Mm. Or ecto mist. Hmm. This happened on my street, I right, believe. Right, with your sister. Yep. Yeah. Ever seen a mist or a fog that almost looks like it's swirling? If you uh, have, you may be witnessing what paranormal investigators deem as eco-mist or ghostly mist. This vaporous cloud usually appears several feet off the ground, and it can move pretty swiftly, or sometimes it just stays still, almost like it's or orbiting. These ghostly encounters have been captured on many videos and in photographs, and it can be white or gray, sometimes even black. I have seen, I wouldn't have called it a mist, I've just seen a black blob. Although they can simply appear this way, linger, you, you then move away quickly. You might want to go see a doctor quickly. after that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes ectoplasms appear. See, I thought ectoplasm was like, you know, the, the stuff in ghosts. Right. right. Yeah. Um, before becoming a full-bodied apparition, many people have witnessed them outdoors in graveyards, battlefields, and historical sites. The dreaded poltergeist. Okay. Perhaps one of the most popular terms most of us have heard when it comes to ghosts is the word poltergeist. And it actually means noisy ghost. Because it is said to have the ability to move or knock things over, make noise, and manipulate the physical environment, had it happen here. While many of us had heard the term before, a poltergeist is actually one of the rarest forms of hauntings, and to many it's the most terrifying, um, yeah, when things start moving around, making noises. Loud knocking sounds, lights turning on and off, doors slamming, even fires breaking out mysteriously, and it's all been attributed to this type of spiritual disturbance. Another frightening aspect of the poltergeist is that the event usually starts out slowly and mildly, and then it begins to intensify. And while many times poltergeist activity is harmless and ends quickly, they have been known to actually become dangerous. Some experts explain it as a mass form of energy that a living person is controlling unknowingly. Hmm. Whatever the case may be, poltergeists have caught the attention of paranormal enthusiasts and experts, scientists, and many others who are just plain curious. Interesting. I, I mean, you certainly had stuff here happen. Yes. Like that. I've, I've never experienced that except for hearing things here and right. stuff like that. But right. not a, not, nothing like that at my house. But that's, I was going to say that's good. I mean, nothing is, I've said this before, I've gotten creeped out for sure, but but I mean, to have something start intensifying. Yeah, that's the thing. You're, you know what, though, as we talked about recently, when your uh, ex-husband came back by to pick stuff up. That's true. The toilet seats were picked up. <laughs> yes, they were. So within the, the first wow, thirty minutes that he was at the house. Yeah. yeah. Orbs. Orbs oh. are probably the most. Okay. So this one bothers me, but I'll, I'll okay. read it first. They're probably the most photographed type of anomaly. They appear as transparent or translucent ball of light that is hovering over the ground. Many ghost hunters and guests on ghosts and gravestones are surprised to see them in their photos. It's believed that orbs are the soul of a human or even an animal that has died and is traveling around from one place to another. The circular shape they take on makes it easier for them to move around and is often the first state they appear in before becoming a full-bodied apparition. If you're lucky enough to capture an orb on video, you'll be amazed by how fast they can move. In photographs, they are usually white, but they can be blue as well. Do you have anything you want to say first? Two words. Yes. Lens flare. Hello. <laughs> or dust. Or an insect. Uh. That. Unless you see something, in my opinion, because I have seen something and I've talked about that on the show, I actually witnessed an actual orb and it made no sense and it came out from under my bed before it pushed my bush pushed my bed up 
that I was on and they came out from under the bed and glided along the wall and then went back behind my dresser. I was not videotaping that. It just happened and I cannot explain it. And I've heard other people have similar things when they were in the hospital with somebody who passed soon after. Okay. And the person was looking off and smiling and waving. And I told the person, because they called me and said, at this time the person hadn't passed it, but they were telling me what was going on. And we could see orbs and they were drifting around. And da, da, da. and I was right there and we we're watching this and our father could see it. And I just told them, I have a feeling that probably his he's got people on the other side that are there with you right now. And they're waiting to help bring him to the other side. And he did die soon. Right. Now I'm getting all chills and... Um, so people have seen this kind of thing, but right. The but the chances... photograph stuff, most of the time, it's going to be lens flares. There's even some of the top UFO clips out there that have been debunked very concisely as lens flare yes. and camera anomalies that, uh, like even I said, if... they've, they've been debunked by people, but the masses still accept them as one of the top yes. UFO yeah, videos yeah. and it's like no no that's clearly a lens aberration. Unfortunately even if I had grabbed my phone for what I saw right even if you managed to capture something like that on the phone or or a camera whatever whatever you're capturing it on there's so many the possibilities are so much stronger that it could be something that's some mechanical lens something that optical unfortunately I feel like it's just that kind of thing that you just have to experience for yourself and just right. know that you were there and that's got to be good enough right and finally, funnel ghosts. I have never heard of this. Hmm. Most often spotted in homes or old historical buildings, the funnel ghost or vortex is frequently associated with a cold spot. They usually take on the shape of a swirling funnel, and most paranormal experts believe they are a loved one returning for a visit or even a former resident of the home. They appear as a wisp of light or a swirling spiral of light. They're often caught in photographs or on video. Now, I need to look that up because I do want to see what a swirling vortex on video looks right. like to see if there's something that I would go, oh, okay. I, I know what it looks is. like in the movie version of something, you know, in my in my mind. But, but well, yeah, I, I, I've never seen anything like that on video or anything. So I've taken photos before when the light is just coming into my bedroom. Right. Um, I've I, I know this is weird. I've lit a candle before because it, you know, you've got the smoke. Right. And so I'll open a window. I'll have the light coming in. And right. you can watch the the smoke. Swirling smoke. Swirling and curling. In that beam of light. And and take photos of it because I think it's beautiful. And just right. waiting for just that perfect photo. So I can see how you could make something like that. So I do want to look that up and see does it look anything like what I know it right. could right. look out look like yeah. from my experience. I'd like to see the, the video proof of things like that. So Same. I can, debunk it right right yeah i can't all of this is it's better experienced when you've experienced it yourself and i think that's the best way to be to be uh, right it, it's it's hard to believe when other people are experiencing things although i did send you a clip yesterday that was creeping oh me my out. gosh there was this clip that was uh, i left my bedroom and turned on the light in the hallway and uh -huh. was freaked out while i was walking down the stairs because i'm like that's just a little too close to home for me i bet it was it was a little boy a mom was videoing her little boy in the hallway it was say cheese or yeah or say whatever. cheese or whatever. and and he kind of backs up and he, there's a door, a, a door that's cracked open a little bit. I'm getting the chills again. And he, he backs up. He kind of turns and looks. Looks up. She's she's trying to get him to, you know, smile for the camera and stuff. And he looks up. And she goes, what are you looking at? He goes, Papa, Papa. So she goes up to the door, opens the door. There's he's no one hi, in the room. Yeah, he's hi, hi. 
I get into chills watching. The it, thing it was just is, a quick though, video. too, that made it seem even more realistic is the fact that he wasn't looking straight across like we are looking at each other right, right. now. He was looking up like you would imagine somebody much taller right. than this little, what, three-year-old? Right. Approximately. I mean, I'm guessing here, but... Yeah, it was it was that pretty was, creepy. It was, was creepy, it, it, and it was creeping her out. It's yeah. too bad. I mean, I can understand, but she was like, "Stop that! You're scaring me. Get over right. here! Come on!" And right. I was like, "Oh, I know." <laughs> but I can't say I wouldn't necessarily. I might have done the same thing. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it that was, was creepy. We, you know, we need to share that on the page. We will. We'll probably. share that link. Okay, yeah, that would be a great one. We'll probably do it if you if you guys behave. <laughs> if you guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll share it. <laughs> okay, folks, that's gonna do it for this show. Remember, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Snack A Little. And you can always give us a call on the dedicated listener line. And the number is 909-572-0278. Going back to the beginning of the show, I got to tell you, I finished uh, the, the rest. I had a few more bites left of the dried apple pie. Right. It, it is really good. It it's is good. It's got really great flavor. The chocolate, not so much. I, I can't. I'm Now I'm wondering how many more globs are in there now that it's getting... Ooh, I know, I left mine sitting ah. there. I'm afraid to touch Look it. Look at that. Gloves. <laughs> okay, here's what you need to avoid. I'll take a picture for you. It's atoll. I think that that's like... Atole. Atole. I don't know. Atole. It's like, to me, that's... That almost uh, sounds Italian. It's like Italian. with an accent. <laughs> or less. Listen, you atole. <laughs> anyway, morning or night, let us know, and bye.